Welcome to another edition of Real You Podcast. My name's Mark. Um, today we're going to continue our series on thinking outside the box. And when I was blogging this morning, I was thinking about thinking outside the box, and I went ahead and blogged about Genesis chapter 1 and 2. And we're going to talk about Genesis 1, 2, and 11 today in, in our journey about thinking outside the box. <clears throat> in Genesis 1, 26 and 27, God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And then in verse 27, he said, so God created man in his own image, and in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them, and he blessed them. Okay, so that's Genesis chapter 1. So there was a creative event that took place in Genesis 1, and we know that uh, all the days were created. Man was created here in Genesis chapter 1 in some form or realm. I, I've yet to uh, decipher all of this, but I'm going to lay it out there for you. And then in the Genesis, Genesis chapter 2, verse 1, continuing the thought, he says, Then the heavens and earth were finished, and all the host. And on the seventh day God ended his work, which he made, and he rested from the seventh day. Verse 3, Genesis 2 and God blessed the seventh day, and he sanctified it, in that he had rested from all his works which he had created and made. So, <clears throat> all right. In Genesis 2, 1, 2, and 3, it's very clear that he's trying to tell us um, that the Genesis chapter 1, in the first six days, there was something going on, and then it very clearly says, but on the seventh day, God rested on the seventh day it's sanctified and it says he had rested from all his work which he had created and made so so day one through six was creation days and in day seven we see something else taking place so that's the idea that I had when I was blogging this morning day one through six says uh, they were creation days and day seven, it says he rested from all his work which God had created and made. So, uh, in Genesis chapter two, still continuing that thought, in a day of rest, in Genesis chapter two, verse six says, there went up a mist from the earth and watered the face of the ground. And seven says, the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastern, eastward in Eden. And there he put the man which he had formed. And then out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant in his sight for food. So day one through six is creative days. Well, then day seven is um, the day... The, the, it says in Genesis chapter 1 that God created man in his image and likeness. And today I was blogging this morning about the difference between the image and the likeness in that we never lost God's image, but we, what Adam lost was the likeness. The, and so I correlated that from image to creation and likeness to manifestation. So Genesis 1 Day one through six is the created days, the creative force, the creative energy of God. And, Genesis, and then day seven is the manifestation of that which he created. 
And if you won't, we won't get into this very deep today, but when you talk about thinking outside the box, you got to realize there's a creative energy and then there's a manifestation and there's a, there's a, in your mind's eye and, and what we call imagination. Um, imagination says this, I looked it up, says it's the faculty of imaging something within your mind, the ability to form mental images, sensations, and concepts in a moment when they are not perceived by sight, hearing, or other senses, imagination is the work of the mind that helps create. It is to help provide meaning to experience and understanding to knowledge. It is a fundamental facility through which people make sense of the world. It also plays a role in the learning process. Um, and, it, and it, you know, if you think about, um, even as children, when we used to have story time and people would would tell and read a story and there were back in those days in our days there wasn't a whole lot of illustrations so you had to use your mind your imagination the image within to create what you thought you were hearing and seeing and perceiving and i believe that's what god has done is given us um the ability to see with our mind's eye and when he speaks to us and reads his story of his life to us or our story of our life, when we hear it, when we read it, we see ourselves in the book, we have to use our imaginative, creative thinking to create this within our very being first before we ever manifest it. So there is a definite difference between the creative process and the manifesting process. And I want to add here just for free <clears throat> that when God created, formed man out of the dust of the earth, he planted him in a garden, and then he made all the garden grow in front of him. So when, when God creates, he manifests, and when, when he manifests, he puts in divine provision. And so when we're living out this manifested Christos or Theosis or the manifestation sons of God, when we we're really coming to this place of living out what we're really feeling in our spirit, what we're seeing in our heart. It's going to create us, it's going to put us in um, a garden situation where the provision is going to be prepared. And I taught a lesson years ago called um, something along the lines of, of, of God's predestined preparation um, for your journey. So I'm still um, processing all this. But I want you to know that God wants to restore the image and the likeness unto us. And if we go back to Genesis chapter 11, verse 6, on this thought, taking it a little bit farther, Genesis eleven six 6 is a, is a wild scripture. It's, a, it's hard to even process sometimes. But it says in Genesis chapter 4, these men said, let us go build a city and a tower whose top may reach to heaven, and let us make a name, lest we be scattered about the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men have builded. Verse 6. And the Lord God said, Behold, the people is one, and they have one language, and this they begin to do. Now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. That is just incredible. Nothing will be restrained from them, God says, which they have imagined to do because the people are one. 
Now, if you look at this a little farther, um, um, imagination here, the word imagination means to have creative thought, to have purpose, to consider, to fix your thought upon, devise a plan. The scripture says nothing will be restrained, which means secrets, mysteries are necessary things. One translation says no secrets, no mysteries or inaccessible things will be withheld from them because they have learned to tap in to their imaginative, creative thought process. And the idea here is from having in your mind the, the idea of imagination, if you think about it. Now, it says the idea of having in your mind and muttering to oneself in a low voice, talking to oneself. It actually means to meditate with visual interpretations, to have an image within, to create an image within yourself. Of um, And this is not metaphysical, and this is not universalism. I'm, I'm telling you exactly what it says right here in the book. This is the book that we, that we choose to pattern our life after. These are what the definitions are trying to tell us, is nothing will be, ima- be restrained. In other words, there will be no limits to the access of inaccessible things, of mysteries, of secrets. Nothing will be, be withheld if you could find a group of people, number one, that are together, which is that's hard enough, but number two, people not afraid to use this supernatural ability to have an image within. And sometimes we um, are looking for some external change to come, play, to come into our life and change our circumstance. And sometimes we filter our life and view it and perceive it through our circumstance. And sometimes we perceive it and feel it through our inward thinkings and stuff. But what I'm trying to, to help us here today to think outside the box, sometimes you have to get a clear mental image of what you want your life to be like and then fellowship with that, that thing in its embryonic stage, that thought that's in its embryonic stage. Because even the word logos which means the intended thought of God. It says the intended thought of God, the Logos, John 1. In the beginning was the Logos, the Word, and the Logos, or the Word, was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. And then it says further on, to everyone who believes gave he the power to become the sons of God. This Logos is the intended thought purposes of God. And when you see Jesus walking the earth, you are seeing a manifestation of the intended thought and purposes of God. And everything with God starts with, with his thinking process, his mind. And we're created in his image and likeness, and we're more like God than what we think. And uh, I don't want people to be spooked by the idea that it does matter how you think, because as a man thinking in his heart, so is he. It says the carnal mind is the only enemy that God has. Neither can he know him, so that they in the flesh cannot please God. So there's a, to be spiritually minded and carnally minded. So what we're trying to do is put on Christ, put on the mind of Christ, and be renewed. It says you are not, do not be conformed, Romans 12, 2, to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And if you look at this word imagination, it's the word yetzer, Y-E-T-S-E-R. And it actually means to form, to frame, to purpose. It has connotations into pottery, to have an intellectual framework. And then, of course, if you go to Jeremiah 18.2, God says to, to Jeremiah, go down to the potter 
and there I will speak to you. And so the word potter is Y-A-T-S-A-R, which is very close to imagination, which is pretty amazing because um, if you think about the potter, he has to visualize maybe within his own being before he creates, before he manifests. And I'm here to tell you the creation process, it comes from within. The manifestation it comes from without. And so God used natural resources for manifestation, but he created us in his own image and likeness within his own very being. So when we talk about thinking outside the box, you kind of just have to let yourself go and, and, and come into creation and manifestation. Um, in other words, you have to fellowship within your own very being about the life that you dreamed up, the relationships that, you, that God's promised you. Think about the promises of God in your heart. Um, not only just visualize, but have a imagine, uh, uh, know what that f- would feel like to be out of debt or imagine what it would be like to be loved unconditionally or whatever that is about you that has been promised to you. I don't want... Um, people to be having roadblocks on their journey and destination. But now, I'm telling you, we are created in the image and likeness of God. He wants us to use um, our faculties the same way that he did. And how he did it was he thought and he spoke and he saw and he felt. And um, that's kind of the, in a nutshell, how our process works. Everything begins with a thought. Everything we do begins with a thought. Everything is is um, encapsulated in thought. Our attitudes are our thoughts in the form of a feeling. Our behaviors are our actions in the form that started with a feeling, that started with a thought. And so everything that we are and do is traced back to our thinking. And so when we think about thinking outside the box, I want you, like we talked about last time, uh, it's very imperative. Sometimes you just have to think about the milk and honey <laughs> and forget about your bondage that you're in presently. And just the just the idea of having the milk and honey as a futuristic event in coming into your now moment will give you the strength and energy to step outside the box. Well, that's all I have for time for today. I hope this has been a blessing to you. Um, I challenge you to think about the dream that's within you. Think about what God's called you to be and do. Next week, Lord willing, we'll uh, talk about um, stepping outside the box. We'll talk about some uh, some really cool stuff. I'm enjoying this. Don't forget to our website is prophetsplanet.com. And if you go there, you'll find a link to our blog and, and these podcasts. And if they've been a blessing to you, just uh, pass them on. It'd be a real blessing. Drop us a line. Let us know how big of a blessing this is to you or not. Uh, Give us your thoughts, your ideas, your questions, your concerns. Um, Lots of good stuff happening. And this is the hour. I I wrote one of my friends today and said, Surely surely I believe we're in the realm of harvest. And I speak that harvest to your relationships, the harvest that you've been waiting for in your finances, the harvest of your dreams. Um, May God grant you a harvest from the field of your dreams. Until we meet again, God bless. This is Mark. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.